Hello, I'm Jason Mudd, your host of On Top of PR. For this episode, we are joined by Colin Wiley, a scholarship recipient from Axia Public Relations and the Public Relations Society of America Foundation. Colin uh, is a recent graduate, and he's going to tell us what he's learned in the first few years of his career. And he's also going to talk to us about the importance of relationships and how he's leaned on relationships, networks, and professional associations uh, as he's navigated his first years in his career and how that plays an important part of his um, ongoing career and growth and personal and professional development. So uh, join us. We welcome Colin to the show. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Welcome to another episode of On Top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd, and I'm joined today by Colin Wiley. Colin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. I appreciate it. Colin, we're glad you're here. For our audience, uh, Colin is a recipient of the Axia Public Relations Scholarship from the Public Relations Society of America's Foundation. Uh, and he uh, went to college and was active in the Public Relations Student Society of America. And we were thrilled to give him a uh, $2,000 college scholarship to further his studies of public relations. And we thought it'd be fun to catch up with Colin and see where he is now and what he has learned in his career so far. So, uh, Colin, why don't you give us a uh, uh, kind of an update on uh, maybe uh, two or three sentences on what you're doing now? Sure. Uh, yeah, so when we first met, that was a couple years ago now. Um, I graduated in 2019 uh, from Brigham Young University in Utah, and uh, my wife and I were expecting a baby, and so we were looking for um, work um, in the Midwest to be closer to her family, and we ended up just a couple hours away from her parents um, here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, I work here at the university, um, and, uh, you know, work as a marketing communications director in this area. Excellent. Excellent. Terrific. Well, uh, thank you for that update. Um, and uh, how old is your baby now? He's actually a year old now. It's kind of crazy how time flies so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I love being a father. And I'll tell you, uh, those first years are hard. Personally, for me, years three to seven were my favorite, where they're the most playful and, and the most enjoyable. Um, and now I have two teenagers at home, so it's a completely different experience, I promise. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. And Oshkosh, I think I've driven through there once and may or may not have met Oshkosh uh, uh, Finest uh, for uh, driving a little too fast on the interstate. So Nice. Uh, but yeah. Well, excellent. Well, like I said, we're glad you're here and looking forward to learning more about uh, your career. Um, so, uh, Colin, let's talk about... Um, what are some of the things you've learned early uh, in, the, in the first years, the formative years of your public relations profession? Sure. Um, one of the first things that I thought was important um, was when I transitioned out of being a student to being a professional is still staying involved with um, professional organizations. So I am continuing to stay involved with um, the Public Relations Society of America. Um, I actually serve now on the board of directors for our local um, Northeast Wisconsin chapter. Um, I felt like, you know, to me, it was a really natural transition because I had served on our um, student chapter board um, and was involved there. Um, but more than anything, I think that, you know, being involved in a professional organization gives you an opportunity to give back. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to, to meet people within your sector 
um, or within your industry um, locally, um, which I think has a lot of value because we moved here and I didn't know any other professionals, um, like professional communicators. So I think that has been something that's been um, really important to me um, and I've loved getting involved there. Um, and I think the, the other thing that I've learned is, is uh, for students leaving um, college or, or for, for anyone new into the profession is really um, taking an opportunity to um, recognize that it's a learning experience um, and that mistakes are okay. Um, and as you treat mistakes as a learning experience, then I feel like is where you'll see the most growth. Um, because, you know, I've had a year now um, and still haven't had a full school year uh, because uh, with everything that happened with uh, sure. coronavirus, um, we uh, were kind of shut down and uh, we're uh, learning from that. Um, but every experience that I had ended up being that learning experience that's continuing to shape me as a young professional. Good. So for our audience, we're recording this on September 1st, and it will probably air uh, a couple weeks later. Um, so uh, tell me, uh, right now, are you working uh, from home? Or are you in your, in your home office or your, your work office? Sure. Uh, I wish the air conditioning was as good in my home office. Um, so I'm, uh, we're doing a combination of being on campus and remote. Um, with my job, I'm really fortunate that I can work remote and have worked remote for most of, um, you know, from March until August. Um, I actually supervise a group of students um, in a marketing office that kind of works like an agency. And so because the students are going to be predominantly be on campus, um, I'll be doing a mixture of kind of being on and off campus. Okay. Okay. So right now you're at home. No, I'm in, sorry, I'm in the office. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. My uh, my home office is currently in our master bedroom. Um, okay. Sure. Fortunately, okay. we're actually buying a house right now, so I'll have my own home office. But um, nice. for now, we're just uh, in our small little apartment that we got when we moved to Oshkosh. So, when COVID nineteen is not uh, a pandemic in America, uh, tell me about what your job would normally be like. What is your normal responsibilities? Sure. So as I mentioned, I oversee those students um, and, and each of them will have different roles. I have designers, I have um, digital marketing specialists, a web developer. Um, so we oversee, because um, I work for the student union, um, mm -hmm. doing uh, the marketing and communications from that area. Okay. Uh, we also, I also, we touch on the assessment aspect of things, um, uh, focusing on uh, really looking at the data from um when we reach out to students looking for different information and, and seeing how um, their experiences. Um, but generally, so we will communicate a lot of different messages. Um, we help with dining on campus. We help with um, uh, student involvement, programming, um, the actual union facilities, um, when there's changes or updates um, or things happening in the facility. Um, but then we also will partner with different on-campus departments, um, as I mentioned, as kind of like an agency where um, a campus department could reach out to us and we could be creating an entire um, marketing plan for them for an event or for a specific initiative that they're trying to get across and we'll sure. create all the design collateral and um, you know social media assets and we'll help them kind of um, create that campaign to roll out. Gotcha. Okay. And in the current era or situation where COVID-19 is currently in a pandemic and you've got, you know, you're working from home and working from the office and everything is kind of up in the air. What are some of the things that you're dealing with and having to manage that would not be part of your normal job description? 
Sure, yeah. So a lot of similar things. Um, one of the th the biggest changes um, in higher education is obviously this transition to being remote. And that means that programming um, goes remote. Dining isn't remote, thankfully. Uh, that would be a lot harder. Okay. Um, but so it's a lot of, um, uh, we've done a lot of research to figure out how do we get students involved still remotely. Um, mm -hmm. It's not optimal, obviously. Um, students want to be in person and getting together. But um, what our team has really been focused on is how can we give them the, how do we give our programmers the best chance for success in their programs? And so what do we do to market it differently? Sure. Um, so a greater emphasis on um, the digital aspect of things, um, social media, um, more um, like paid social um, compared to where we used to, you know, lean heavily on print. Um, we're doing that sort of stuff. You know, additionally, there's a lot of, um, uh, messaging that's going out from the university and from our area talking about, you know, distancing, wearing face coverings on campus. Um, you know, things are changed, things are changed pretty significantly. And um, the state of higher education is really volatile right now. Um, a lot of campuses that have opened earlier have been open for a week, um, closed down because, you know, rise in cases and, and, and concerns. Um, our campus will open uh, up here just after Labor Day weekend, and we're really hoping that we can, um, you know, encourage students to be making smart choices uh, off campus um, and on campus as well right. so that we can continue to stay open. That's like the number one goal, obviously, is to try and stay in person through the semester. Perfect. Okay. And so tell me about the org chart. Uh, so it sounds like you're managing, uh, you know, part-time uh, students uh, who may be, um, uh, uh, you know, obviously focused on studies. And so you probably have, um, you know, some challenges there with, uh, with turnover as students graduate and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, who do you report to and, um, and, and what kind of things are they uh, asking of you? Sure. Um, so I uh, so I oversee those students, and then my direct supervisor is the um, executive director for campus life. Um, okay. So she, we our areas out of student affairs, mm -hmm. and um, so she she has a, a big job where she's supervising a lot of full time staff that are mm -hmm. doing a lot of different things. Right. Um, generally, uh, it's it, I end up doing a lot of. Um, the strategic aspect of communications. Um, and so um, the direction I get from my supervisor really is, is focused on um, what's the high level, really important messages that we need to get across. Right. And then she gives me the ability to, um, to kind of work on crafting and creating those messages. And then um, also partnering with the university um, marketing and communications department um, mm -hmm. who kind of speak for the university as a whole sure. um, okay. to make sure that those messages are um, kind of cohesive across the brand. Yeah, that makes sense. What kind of KPIs are you reporting up the, up the uh, org chart? Sure. Um, we, you know, we'll, we'll report a lot about social media analytics um, mm -hmm. and, you know, how people are receiving stuff or interacting. Mm -hmm. um, we also will do, depending on the time of year, we do a lot of different, um, we'll do data grabs when it comes to like dining experience on campus. Mm -hmm. um, we have the ability to um, monitor uh, and, and calculate how many students are attending events. 
Um, one of the cool things, we, we have a system where when students will come to an event, they can swipe in. And then what's neat is we can track when those students are attending an event, but then we can find out when which events they're attending throughout the year, if they're only coming once, if they're returners. Um, and so then we can try and um, adjust our communications to the different types of students that we have. Because you have, you know, in a normal college setting, you have students who are, you know, go-getters, they're involved on campus regularly. Then you have students who a lot of their campus or a lot of their college experience is off campus. Mm -hmm. And so um, we use that data to try and figure out, okay, who is it that we're trying to reach? Um, and we also will, will end up adjusting our programming to try and reach different groups of people. Um, so, for example, a lot of students um, will commute from home from nearby rural communities. Um, okay. How do we provide programming that's going to, you know, fit their needs? Because a lot of times they're on campus and then they don't come back in the evening. And so it's kind of adjusting based on the data um, to see how we can best suit right. serve the students. Right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so how did you uh, how did you land in this position? Sure. Um, I, you know, I was expecting the role that I was going to take after college to come like, you know, from networking and from, uh, you know, professional associations. Um, I ended up just applying for this job uh, just on the internet and went through kind of the application process. Um, I came out here um, uh, to do an interview and a series of interviews, I suppose. Um, I think uh, a couple of the things, you know, with my background, um, I worked uh, during college. I worked um, at an in, for an academic department doing their communications, and so I think that was one of the big things that um, supported me into this role. Um, and and obviously, being a student, I was able to you know understand how students think. Uh, I'm not too far removed um, from what the, what a kind of a typical college student is like. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, kind of a scary process, um, you know, applying for that first full-time job. Um, but I was really fortunate to have a lot of mentors that, um, really, um, supported me and gave me a lot of advice throughout the process. Um, you know, I reached out to several of those mentors to, um, have a, a good idea of, you know, how do I really navigate interviews and when we talk about negotiating and all that sort of different stuff? Um, so I was really fortunate in that regards. Yeah, it definitely seems like you've been someone who has taken advantage of having mentors and connecting with people and and uh, and having a support system behind you all along. So, Colin, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back with more of On Top of PR. You're listening to On Top of PR with your host, Jason Mudd. Jason is a trusted advisor to some of America's most admired and fastest growing brands. He is the managing partner at Axia Public Relations, a PR agency that guides news, social, and web strategies for national companies. And now, back to the show. So, Colin, uh, you've mentioned a couple times that you have had, you know, you were um, well-connected. Our connections have been important to you and networking have been important to you both when you were in college, when you first arrived to the market, as you were going through the, uh, the interviewing process. Um, and obviously, I mean, you had a very successful collegiate career. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't have won scholarships and gotten the recognition that, that, you, that you earned. Uh, what advice would you give in the event that there is a, uh, you know, rising star of public relations uh, who is uh, either, you know, in the midst of their college career, or wrapping up their career? What kind of advice would you give to Colin, uh, you know, who's still walking on campus and still, you know, a student of public relations? 
Sure. Um, you know, and I, it's funny you say that because uh, once I received the scholarships um, at that conference, um, I had like the college reaching out and wanting to like write an article about me. And I always thought like, I'm not really that special and I don't look at myself as like this top student. Um, but I think what it really comes down to is um, when it comes to like scholarships, um, we're looking for those opportunities. A lot of times you just have to make the ask. Um, I think, a, you know, there's a lot of data to show that scholarships across the U.S. constantly aren't getting applicants. And so the first thing you want to do is obviously apply for anything and everything. Apply for grants and scholarships, apply for, um, you know, opportunities to go abroad if that's something you're interested in, um, applying for internships that maybe seem out of, um, you know, what you think might be your reach. Because um, if you don't make the ask, then you won't have that opportunity. Um, you know, beyond that, I think uh, I can attribute to I had a great support system. Um, I got married during my college career and and my wife, um, she <laughs> allowed me to, you know, get involved and to work a lot of late hours. And I was really grateful for that support. Um, but uh, you just kind of have to, you know, put in that work. Um, yeah. And I think thinking outside the box and trying to, you know, the network that I created um, I, I tried to really cultivate it, um, and build, um, friendships more than anything, Perfect. you know, and, and, and I'm, I look to the connections that I made uh, as being something more than just, you know, a connection, but something that's really important where, you know, I still am, you know, seeing, uh, people that I connected with my freshman year, like on social media and still like interacting and, and seeing them in their lives. Perfect. Yeah. I would say that, um, you know, as I look at the landscape, the people I know that are, you know, uh, currently employed who are at more of that entry level are the folks who did multiple internships and worked hard when they were in college. And, you know, the people who are struggling are those who either for some reason didn't do an internship or they only did one or something like that. And, uh, you know, I think there are folks who are benefiting from their work ethic and their investment in their career who have done, you know, multiple internships. And, you know, obviously those are the interns we prefer. And, people we prefer to hire are the ones who come to the table with significantly more experience. It just gives them more edge, both as an applicant and, and also obviously in their career. So good. Um, <clears throat> Colin, uh, we just uh, received notification of who was the winner of our scholarship for this year from the PRSA Foundation. And it's a student from Louisiana State University. Uh, and, you know, on paper, I haven't met her yet, but uh, from what they sent me, it looks like a very well qualified uh, individual. Um, why don't you speak a little bit about uh, your experience with the scholarship and maybe, uh, you know, some pros and cons for people to think about if they are considering applying for the scholarship? Sure. You know, I, I, I look back at that time. It's interesting. Uh, my wife and I, I remember before we went to that conference, we were um, kind of in a tight financial spot and um, weren't really sure about, you know, we just paid tuition and then there goes a large chunk of your money when you're, you know, poor college students. And we were like pretty worried about like, what were we going to do, you know, financially? Um, and, uh, you know, receiving that scholarship was um, was really what helped us get through um, and, and, and set us on track. You know, for students that are looking to apply, um, like I said, I think it's just a matter of first, you got to like commit to filling out the paperwork. Um, and then beyond that, I think um, it's, you know, when you're looking to maybe make yourself stand out um, in a crowd or amongst other um, young professionals, um, trying to find unique opportunities. Um, as you mentioned, internships um, during school, I um, 
completed, I don't know if that's the right word, but I worked in about six different internships um, and they were all in different industries. Um, I dabbled in the nonprofit industry, um, healthcare, obviously education. um, And so that depth um, gave me greater experience. Um, And I was fortunate because I didn't just have to do social, but I also dabbled in, you know, videography um, with graphic design uh, with, you know, strict campaign creation, strategic analysis. And so that variety gave me a great opportunity where um, I was able to, when, you know, when I applied and, and showed, you know, my resume or my work experience um, that I uh, had a kind of diverse background. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, <clears throat> so in the role you are, excuse me, your role today uh, with, um, with, with the university uh, kind of, where do you want to be in a year or two from now? What are kind of your some of your personal goals? Sure. Uh, my plan is to, to stay here for a few years, um, for sure. Um, I think that it's important. Um, it's really easy in your beginning of your career to want to hop jobs. Um, and while it's not as common nowadays, um, like, for example, you know, my father stayed in his career for, you know, 35 years, um, while it's not necessarily common to... Um, to stay at a job for that long, I think that there's a lot of value with having that continuity over time. Right. Um, really, my plan is is stay here for a little bit longer. Um, I'm interested in pursuing a master's degree. Um, and so the next step, to be honest, would be to um, look for a job at the institution that I want to get my degree at um, and then and then make that transition where I could um, work. Uh, full-time and then go to school part-time. Um, maybe looking at doing an MBA, um, but I'm still kind of exploring options. Um, I do really like uh, higher education and I could see myself happily staying in higher ed for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also open to doing other things. Um, right. And so it kind of just depends on what the cards are dealt. And, and once I actually kind of get into that master's program, um, you know, I recognize that there's going to be opportunities that will come through there. Sure. Yeah, that's wise. It's certainly wise to go to school somewhere or be employed somewhere where they might pay you to get your degree. Or yep. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of institutions that offer tuition benefits, and that's something yeah. that I definitely keep my eye on. Yeah, you should. You should absolutely do that. You should also really think about you know the pros and cons of getting a master's degree, uh, whether it's in you know PR or an MBA or whatever it might be, and see how that aligns with kind of you know your career trajectory and where you want to go uh, in the in the future, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people just, they get a master's degree, but they don't really think, okay, what's going to be the impact and the application of that into my career? Some master's degrees are very much about, you know, um, philosophy and theory and not application. And, uh, you know, so, but I know you'll do all that. You'll lean on your support network and everything else. So, yeah. So if our, uh, as we're wrapping up here, as our listeners are interested in uh, connecting with you uh, on the internet, what, what's the best way for them to reach you, Colin? Sure. Um, so I'm I'm pretty active on most social media platforms. Um, professionally, I, I usually stick to Twitter and to LinkedIn. Um, people can find me at uh, uh, the, my handle is at the Colin Wiley, um, just all lowercase. Um, and yeah, I love to to interact with people. Um, I'm also you know pretty active in in the PRSA community and and with their social um, channels as well. And so. Um, love to see people on, you know, Twitter chats um, about different topics um, or, and, and, you know, have those different dialogues about the industry. Sure. 
That makes sense. So yeah, that's that's great. Um, and for our audience, uh, if you're interested in connecting with Colin, uh, all that information will be in the description and the show notes for uh, this episode today. Colin, any closing thoughts as we're wrapping up today? Um, you know, I, I think it's, this has been a great opportunity. Um, and I think uh, what's interesting is, uh, as I've been kind of thinking about uh, recording this, um, really just thinking about um, how beneficial taking the opportunity to reflect on uh, on your career, um, like we talked about, you know, your trajectory, but also, you know, where you've come. Um, when you can look at that, uh, you know, retrospection and look back and see, oh, I've grown so much, or I've changed so much, or, you know, I'm doing something that I never thought that I would do. Um, so I think it's really valuable, I think, for young professionals to um, either be looking at, you know, their college career while they're still in it or looking back and, and thinking, okay, you know, what did I learn from these um, that I can, you know, these experiences that I can take forward? That's good advice. You know, every day I try to reflect on my day, you know, what, what went well? what could have gone better and what lessons did I learn from it? And, um, you know, I never regret having those conversations with myself and that time really to think through, you know, uh, you know, how I'm feeling and how, what I accomplished. And that's a great way to kind of, you know, do a, you know, check with your true North to see if you're headed in the direction you want to be headed in. So Colin, it was great to reconnect with you. It's been a while since we've talked. I'm really proud of you and pleased with, uh, you know, what you're doing and, and, and you've exemplified, uh, you know, our investment in you well, and I uh, just wish you and your family uh, and your career very much success. And if there's everything I can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks, Jason. And thanks everyone at Axia. Um, grateful for all the hard work that you do and, and the support that you give to, to students and, and young professionals. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Be well, my friend. Thank you. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by Review Maxer.